doxology, holy, holy, holy. Amen. All right, let's open our Bibles, please, to Isaiah chapter 40. Isaiah chapter 40. Y'all need a Bible? Could you get them a Bible? Uh, Isaiah 40, we're going to begin reading in verse 25. And uh, we're going to read responsively through the end of the chapter, verse 31. And shall we stand, please, for the reading of God's Word. We are praying, longing, looking for revival and a moving of the Spirit of God in uh, a mighty, mighty way in renewing our strength. So let's look at Isaiah 20, or excuse me, 40, and we'll start reading verse 25. To whom then will you liken me, or shall I be equal, saith the Holy One? Lift up your eyes on high, and behold, who hath created these things, that bringeth out their hosts by number. He calleth them all by names by the greatness of his might, for that he is strong in power, not one faileth. Why sayest thou, O Jacob, and speakest, O Israel, my way is hid from the Lord, and my judgment is passed over from my God? Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. So this morning, we want to talk about renewal of strength. How do we get our strength renewed with uh, the mighty power of God? All right, let's pray. Our Father, we ask that you would bless the message, give us power to uh, preach and to hear it, direct us as what to say. We pray that your spirit would do all the work, that we would understand uh, weakness and strength and the power of God. Help us to understand the cycles of life and uh, how we get run down. We pray that you would lift us up, for thou dost not faint. We pray that we would have that same power in our life. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And you may be seated. The renewal of strength. When we think about one of the great aspects of life, which is ever-changing, is the, the cycles of life. Uh, the time change was this morning. Some of us didn't know about it. Uh, for a lot of us, probably the phone did all the work. Um, but the cycles of life, the seasons of life, they change. We are moving into spring. Hopefully, we'll get some rain, uh, some cool, moderate weather. Hopefully, we'll get some wildflowers. Hopefully, we will have uh, a spring this year. But all these things are in phases. They're in cycles. Everything changes. Uh, the youth grow old. And when we are weak, the Lord wants to make us strong. So only God will never faint. Only God is always 
strong. He says even young men who are in the, the prime of their life, they get tired, they have to rest, they have to relax, they have to take a break. Only the Lord is strong at all times. And then he tells us how to get his strength, and this is what we want to talk about, and understand the strength of God in our life, how to live for God in power, how to be used of God with his power, and then how to have this constant renewing of the strength of God. We've all heard it, and we've probably all said it, I feel run down. I am worn out. If you're from Oklahoma, you'd say, I am just plumb tuckered out. I, my uh, mother-in-law has a saying, my wheels are falling off. I don't know where that one, she'll be taught, she'll go, uh-oh, my wheels are falling off. I got to go sit down. Uh, we can all relate to this uh, to some, I am totally exhausted. I need to rest. I need to recharge. So the old illustration by the popular phone these days is that you want to keep your phone charged up. You want to stay charged up. You don't want it to get run down. You don't want it to become dangerously low. Some people keep it plugged in all the time, it seems like. Other people wait sometimes to, to uh, that when it's lower and the red light comes on of uh, warning, but there are different aspects to strength. Some people would say, I'm just barely getting by. I am dragging my feet. I am just tired. I have been living tired physically. I am emotionally drained. I, sp I feel very, very spiritually weak. What can we do about this? How can we apply these principles of strength and the renewal in our life? Because it's a necessity. Only God is strong all the time. We as men will become strong, then we'll begin to get worn down, we'll get weaker and weaker, and we need to know the source of strength, which is Almighty God. And we need to understand how is He going to renew our strength. So Paul said, we are weak, but He is strong. And our, His strength is made perfect in our weakness. If we will walk with our God with humility, always needing Him, going to God, waiting on the Lord, He will renew our strength. So it's not relaxation. It's not taking a nap. It's not sleeping a little late. It's not getting a good night's sleep. And it's not eating healthy, though we would like to do all those things. We're talking about spiritual revival. We're talking about spiritual renewing a refreshing that where God Almighty lifts us up like wings of an eagle. So as we grow in grace, the Bible says, we're to grow little by little. 
Um, we're supposed to just learn a little more about God, become a little more like Christ, uh, yielding to the Holy Spirit, learning the Word of God, hiding it in our heart. But it's important to know how is God, when God shows up, what type of power is it going to be? What type of strength is it going to be? And what is the chronological order? So is it walking first, then running, then flying? Or is it flying first, then running, then walking? Well, the Bible answers that question in the text. And this is where you see and can testify the mighty power of God mounting up with wings as eagles or just barely getting by, just, just coming, you know, just barely making it through life. So this is why so many people supposedly burn out, because they try to do it in their strength. They try to do it with physical energy alone. They forget the mighty power of God. So it is possible to live a victorious life, a soaring life, to be not just conquerors, more than conquerors, to mount up, you know, with the wings of eagles. And I saw one the other day that had about a six-foot wing spread on our, it was, you know, I was looking for our cats and watching out for all the rabbits out there. This thing was just soaring, mounting up, and God wants us to do that over the difficulties of life, the battles of life, the struggles of life, the problems, the sickness, the disease, the temptation, the trial, the tribulation. God wants us to not just walk, not just run, but mount up and soar and take the total victory that God wants us to have. So this is the significant thing I would like to emphasize. When we are weak, this reveals who and what we really are. Not when you're on top side, not when things are going your way, not when you're healthy and happy and have plenty of money and you just things are just falling into place, the dominoes are lying. That, that's not what we are. What we are is revealed is when we are depleted of our strength, we're not soaring at that time, we're not running at that time, we are walking as a man, and this will reveal what we really are, because our character will be exposed. God is concerned about what we are and not necessarily what we do. If we become the right type person, the right type Christian, you will do the right things. So, so many people are worried about, I've got to do this and I can't do that. And I got to start doing that. And that's very important. But the Bible always tells us to be transformed by the renewing of your mind, to have this renewing spirit of transformation to become like Christ. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Now, this is an amazing chapter as all the chapters in the Bible are full of great truth. 
But we are told no one can be compared to God. Only God made the host of heaven, rules over the host of heaven, numbered the host of heaven, and named them by his might and his power. And it is God that feigneth not. He is never tired. Now, if you go to the source, and this is what we're talking about, you have to go to the source of the power and get connected to the power if you're going to have that same energetic vitality to rise up and soar above the battles of this life. You could have the greatest device in the world, but if you don't plug it in, Nothing is going to happen. You might have the right cord on the right device and not plug it in, and nothing is going to happen. You might have the right device with the right outlet, but plug it in the wrong way, and nothing is going to happen. We need to remember the source of the power. Why? Because even the young are going to get tired and uh, wear out. You know, I've seen it my whole life. Age is just an age. If you have the power of God, I have seen 70, 80-year-old people have more strength than little children. I have seen 70, 80-year-old people of God have more energy and vitality than teenagers. And the teenagers need to take a nap, and they're tired, and they're complaining. And then those who know the source of the power, and they're connected to the power, they have strength. They're, they're just going, and they're going, and they're rising up, and it's nothing personal. What is it? Do you know where the power comes from? Do you know him who is the power? And are you yielded to the Holy Spirit power? Are you connected with, are you tuned in to the Spirit of God? How many vacations have you come back from tired? I have. Many. You know, the old saying, I need a vacation from my vacation. It was so hectic. Well, I thought we were supposed to be having fun and relaxing. Oh, the schedule and the children, and it was so hectic, and I am exhausted from my expensive vacation. Yeah. Usually we drive to, like, New Mexico. It's like a 12-hour drive. <laughs> I'm having so much fun on my vacation. I got my head out the window. I'm hitting myself, uh, putting ice water on my face, trying to eat sour stuff doing anything I can to stay awake, um, especially when you're driving through that uh, oil field by Pecos. Boy, look out. Dangerous up there. Potholes, truckers pulling out in front of you. Uh, that was back in the old fracking boom. I don't know what it's like now. But we can be strong, something that defies our strength, something that goes above and beyond our natural capabilities, and we ought to seek to live the supernatural, powerful life that comes from God alone. Get up early. Stay up late. Fast when other people are eating. Pray when other people are, are playing. 
serve God while other people are on the couch. The mind always intense, focused, active, meditating on the Word of God. Always looking for the sovereignty and providence of God to open a door maybe uh, for an opportunity for something big to happen. Rising up, mounting up with wings as eagles. Now, how's God going to do this? You have to wait on the Lord. I know a lot of people would say, well, is there other, some other secret that you could give me? No, it's very simple. It's not mysterious. They that wait upon the Lord. Now, this word means, this is what we've been talking about by watch and pray, patient expectation. This does not mean we're expecting it now. It means we're going to expect it and wait when God gives it to us. And that means you can't say like uh, the person, well, when would you like this done? Yesterday. <laughs> you know, it's like, I want this done right now. No, I want it. Yes, it's I want it done. I don't want to wait. I, that's what fast food's about and all this. Now, as quick as I can get it. So patient expectation. And the word means to bind by twisting. Now, if you take two, a twofold cord is not quickly broken. That's what Ecclesiastes, or threefold, tells us in Ecclesiastes. You take one rope, it's very weak. You take two, you twist them together. Now it becomes what? A type of twine. And we all know what string is, twine. It becomes much, much more strong. It can carry much more weight. It has the capacity for greater endeavors of uh, service. But what do most people do? They wait upon food. They wait upon a nap. They wait upon vitamins. They wait upon some treatment. They wait upon somebody to say something to lift them up. That's not going to give you strength. The only way to get the strength is to wait upon the Lord. And you go to Him realizing he has it, he wants to give it, he alone can give it, and then you connect to him, yield to him, trust in him, pray with patient expectation. Now, God's going to hear. I'm just waiting. It's not a matter of if he will hear. It's, it's just when. God's going to show up. We need to be patient with our expectation. Now, Let's read this text again. It's very well known. Verse 31. It says, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. So if we wait upon the Lord, does it say we might? No, it says we shall renew our strength. And then how will this strength be manifested or exhibited they shall number one mount up with wings as eagles number two they shall run and not be weary number three and they shall walk and not faint now these are three types of strength levels of strength and notice in every level 
you will not get exhausted. You will run and not be weary. You shall or walk and not faint. You're going to mount up and soar uh, at, with the wings of an eagle. So how does God do it? Most people, they want to walk first, then run, then fly. And that is not God's way. God's way is you fly first, then you run, then you walk. And this is all about wanting the total victory. Total victory. Not just partial, not just remorse or regret. This is a new life, a changed life, a victorious life of rising up, quit struggling, quit fighting, quit toying with the temptation, quit playing games with God, and just take the victory and mount up. Now, most people don't realize this is a, a prophecy that is also mentioned in Matthew 24 and Luke 21 during the tribulation. So let me explain what is going to happen. The rapture is imminent. When the last soul is born again and saved and the body of Christ is complete, we are going to hear the last trump, the shout. We are going to go up to meet the Lord in the air. When that happens, the Antichrist will be revealed. The first seal will be opened. This is in Revelation chapter 6. You can read it later. And he will begin to persecute Israel. He will try to commit genocide and exterminate all of God's chosen in the land of uh, Canaan. And we, there's many warnings about this, but it says when you see Jerusalem encompassed by armies, know the desolation is nigh. So all the armies of the world are going to invade Israel. They're going to encompass Jerusalem. And it says when you see this, this is talking about those who are still on earth. Praise the Lord, we'll already be in heaven. And they will know the abomination of desolation is about to be committed. So the Antichrist is going to go into the Holy of Holies in the temple, proclaim himself as God, demand to be worshipped as God, and he will demand that every man and woman take the mark in their right forehand or forehead in order to buy or sell. And then the false prophet is going to make a statue of him, and miracles are going to start uh, and it's not going to be CGI in Hollywood. This is really going to happen. Satanic power. And it talks about in 1 Corinthians 14, the devil is so powerful and cunning and deceptive that he can even deceive somebody into making them think he's an angel of God. This happens all the time. The false Jesuses that are out there also. So when this abomination is committed... He will go in, tradition says, like Antiochus Epiphanes, which was one of the four generals under Alexander the Great. He's going to offer a swine on the altar, commit the abomination. And then it says, when Israel sees this, you better pray that your flight be not in winter. 
Women, you better pray that you are not heavy with child. He says, you flee into the wilderness. He says, well, if you're on the, on the rooftop, don't even think about what's in your house. You run for your life. And the Bible tells us where it'll be. It's in a place called uh, modern-day Jordan or Petra. We can show you this in the Bible later. Um, but all the Jews who believed the prophecy, which is what? Isaiah 40, 31. And Matthew 24, Luke 21, they're just going to start running for their life. What is going to happen? It's literal. It's true. God meant it. God said what he meant. He meant what he said. They are going to be given wings of an eagle. And they're walking, running, and they're just going to start taking off. And the Bible says they're going to fly to this place. And God is going to protect them for the last three and a half years of called the time of Jacob's trouble. Great, great tribulation for the people of God. And it says the dragon is going to make this flood come out of his mouth. And God is going to make the earth crack open and, and protect his people who mounted up with wings as eagles. And all that flood of water is just going to go into a chasm of the earth. And God will protect his own. God will provide for his own. And how will he do it? They will mount up with wings as eagles. Now, if you start run, walking, and then you start running, God's going to give you wings. And you're going to mount up with wings as eagles. But then something is going to happen because only God is strong all the time. After you soar above your problems, you'll get a little weakness, and then you'll start running. You know, the Bible says what? Run the race set before you. Run the race of the will of God. And then what will happen? You'll get, after a while, you'll start walking. But in all these, you never get tired. You'll walk and not faint. You'll run and not be weary. You will soar and mount up with wings of eagles. Now, most people, though, they want to walk. And not only that, they just want to take baby step. You know, I learned a long time ago, and I don't swim anymore. I'm too old for that. Uh, but if I was getting in some cold water, you know, and I used to do stupid things. I used to surf. You know, I, I was an idiot. Uh, I saw several people get bit by sharks right in front of me. We'd go out there in January and uh, late December, and I realized, just jump in. You're just get it over with. <laughs> I think they call them polar bears in Montana. Just jump in. You know, if you if you feel it, well, it's icy cold. If you start wading out, well, I'll adjust. I can't do it that way. I've, I'm just jumping in. And but what a lot of people do in serving God, I'll try it for a while, and, and I that word I'm gonna taper off. No. The other people, I'm going cold turkey. You know, if, if I'm going to quit uh, potato chips, 
You think I'm just going to say, all right, I'll limit myself to 10 chips at a setting or one, one bag of a set. It's, it's very quiet in here. Uh, no, if I'm, I'm getting it out of my house. I'm getting it out of my house. I'm, I'm not going down the chip aisle. I don't want to be tempted. I'm not getting around anybody. I don't want to hear you crunch chips. If I'm trying to quit, this is hard on me. This is a battle. It's the struggle of my life. I'm going to mount up with wings and soar over this. I'm not going to walk through it and fight the battle and barely get by like most people. And that's why a lot of people, they get involved in like uh, social programs, correctional institutions, um, these types of rehabilitations when you just need to mount up. Mount up. Now, what do you have to do? Jesus said, when you see Jerusalem encompassed by armies, what's the principle? He said, run for your life. Don't you look back. Remember Lot's wife. Don't look back. If you really believed the Antichrist was going to kill you, do you think you'd be doing this? No. Man, you are... You are and, and if you start running, you know what will happen? God will give you wings. I've seen it. God will give you wings. If you start running and give it all you have and believe what God said and try to do what God commanded you to do. But if you are one of those, um, I'm just going to take this for a test drive. I want to see how it handles on the highway. I want to see how it accelerates. Um, uh, no, you start running and God will give you wings. You'll mount up and then what will happen? You're soaring. And the things I used to do, I don't do them anymore. Things I used to say, I don't say them anymore. And the things I, places I used to go, I don't go there anymore. You know, I, I told you the story about this guy that he tried to quit drinking. <clears throat> and he said, well, I, I, I think I, I remember distinctly, he loved rum and coke. And he said, well, all my friends are at the bar, and I'm a party guy. He says, what I'll do is I'll just go out there, and I'll sneak in and tell the bartender I just want a Coke. And then all my friends are thinking I'm still drinking a rum and Coke, and they won't know that I'm trying to quit. And he didn't last long. You know what he's doing before long? Doesn't work that way. You, if you're going to mount up, mount up and soar above the problems of life, the supernatural victorious life. You know, there's a lot of Christians that don't even believe that what I just told you. The Bible says they will mount up with wings as eagles. It says what it, that's what it says. They are going to mount up with wings and God is going to fly them to safety. Now, the practicality is, this is not three types of strength, it's three phases of strength. So, there's some people here, you're walking, you're just, but you won't faint. There's some people here running the race of life in the will of God. 
They're not weary. There are other people right now who are not troubled with hardly anything. So the eagle is where, man, I'm just mounting up. I'm soaring. I'm not bothered. Doesn't matter the trauma or what's been happening to me. I'm up here and they're way down there and I'm just soaring. There's other people, though, they're running and they're, they're strong and they're powerful and they're getting a lot done. But it's still an earthly struggle of a battle to run the race set before them. But the, the Bible says, you shall run and do what? Not be weary. There's another group, though, that are walking. And so what I want to encourage you is, don't feel bad if you're just walking. This is a, we all walk, we all run, we all mount up with wings as eagles. Don't take it personal. So there are phases of life, there are cycles of life in running, I'm sorry, walking, running, flying, but what is God's way for total supernatural victory? You've got to fly. You've got to fly. How are we going to go to heaven? We'll be called up to meet the Lord in the air. We're not going to walk to heaven. We're not going to run to heaven. We're going to fly to heaven. I love what it says. I think it's in Psalm 90. I fly away. It's one of my favorite verses. I fly away, O glory. Uh, you know, all these people, well, are you, do you fly? I don't like flying, to be honest. I've never liked flying. I do if I have to. Uh, God didn't make man to fly, and God didn't make man to go underwater. He'd have given you gills, and if he made you to fly, he'd have given you wings. But I do it if I have to. But they'll say, do, do you fly? Uh, what's, what's, where have you been to? What's the highest you've flown? So I don't know, but I'll tell you what. I fly away, <laughs> and I fly away, and it won't be in an airplane. And I won't need a helicopter or a man-made engine. All those who are saved are going to fly away. Now, the same spiritual power is available if we will meet the condition. What's the condition? They that wait upon the Lord. Now, if we waited upon the Lord as much as we talked to people, we'd have strength. If we waited on the Lord as much as we look at the phone we'd have strength. If we waited on the Lord as much as we watched the television, we'd have strength. If we waited on the Lord as much as we felt sorry for ourselves, we would have strength. What happens? Two strings twisted together, bound. Why? You now have the power of God because you are twisted with Him and you now have supernatural capabilities. So I want you to think about right now. Are you weak? Are you strong? If you were to categorize your life, are you walking through life? Are you running through life? Are you soaring above life? And then remember, this is just phases. We're all going to experience the same thing. And then... Just ask yourself, how much time do you spend waiting on the Lord? Now, when we pray, 
we need to add waiting to it. I'm just going to sit here and wait on God. I have asked God, I begged God, I prayed, I prayed, I begged God, I've asked over and over. I'm just going to sit here. You know what Jacob said when he established El Bethel, the house of God, and he wrestled with the angel? The angel said, let me go. The morning is approaching. What did he say? I'm not letting you go till you bless me. I'm just going to hang on until you bless me. And I'm going to wait. And I don't know how long it's going to take. It did not say they that wait upon the Lord for a short time or a long time. We don't know the time. It, what is the word? Patience. I'm just going to patiently wait. I'll guarantee you, because I, I live by this, if you feel run down, worn out, worn out, beat up, stressed out, you're about to burn out. You feel like quitting. You're just barely getting by. All you got to do, go to the source. Who is that? God. Amen. Only God will never faint. What do you do next? Connect. Yield to God, the Holy Spirit, just like you'd plug a device into an electrical outlet to recharge the battery and begin to pray and ask God for strength and he will renew you. And the vitality will come back. Something will change. It'll be a miracle. We can't explain it. You can't describe it. Your burdens will be lifted at Calvary. Take your burden to the Lord. Leave it there. Cast all your care upon him for he careth for you. And something's going to change. And all we have to do, you get alone with your God and you wait upon the Lord. And you just say, Father... I'm here to wait, according to Isaiah 40, 31. And I need to mount up with wings. I want the supernatural power to mount up and rise above the problems of life. All right, let's pray. Every head